When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, we get another crack at this life thing again today. This is this is pretty freaking cool. Oh, we have a, a super freaking awesome uh, 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 day. Good morning, Sweet World, and welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network, a fine network. It's Thursday, April 14th. We're back in the Classic Factory. I'm G.E. Skeets, and alongside me, as always, Tass Mellis. Hello, everybody. Hello, Tass. We got our Top Shot Hot Boy, Trey Kirby. Hey-o. 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 The international man of mystery, taking it to the max, Lee Ellis. Friends. Mm. And uh, over yonder, super producer. Oops. Whoops. <laughs> I love it when you say super producer yeah. and I fuck up immediately. <laughs> that was flawless. Uh, JD. Hello. There he is. Here we are. Shout out to the stream team joining us live right now on YouTube. Subscribe, like, comment, share the show. Email in your NBA questions. Maybe you have questions about these uh, playoff series coming up this week and send them in. No dunks at theathletic.com. You can tweet them in at no dunks inc. That's INC and follow us across all the social media channels. We got a fun one here. We're actually going to preview and predict two Western Conference series a little bit later in the show. I'm talking Warriors Nugs, Mm. and I'm talking Mavs Jazz. Oh, Okay, so we'll break those down. (laughs) We'll put our predictions on them. You guys can do the same in the stream team. But let's start with last night's games. We were down at the Fortress Mm. for the first one here. Put a bird on it. It was the night for the birds. Uh, Trey Young and DeAndre Hunter lead the Hawks to the 132. 103 dominant victory over the Hornets there, Tess. It was a blowout. I got down to the Fortress. I was pretty excited to get down there, mainly because the Hawks did what they did last year. They went to a conference final. Unfortunately, the Atlanta traffic got me. It <laughs> ate me up. Uh, so I got out of my car, popped in the M- popped open the NBA app, and I saw our friend Sir Foster playing the saxophone, the Star Spangled Banner on the saxophone. That was great. Mm-hmm. And then I was walking beside other people as the game started who were also on their NBA app. What a world we live in. So they were talking about LaMelo Ball scoring his points and Trey Young scoring his points. I got in there, only missed a few minutes, uh, and uh, it was a sold-out arena there. Are we starting to feel some vibes of last year? That's my question. As they blow out the Charlotte Hornets, they spanked them. They had Danilo Gallinari filling in for John Collins, looking like a playoff performer that he is. Would you be surprised that he just put points on the board and had zero rebounds and zero assists? <laughs> yes, that would not be a surprising thing, but he had an offensive rebound. He had a dunk. He had Kevin Herter <laughs> beside him, who is also a playoff performer. You remember him from Game 7 against the Philadelphia 76ers last year in Round 2. Does some good things in the starting lineup. And as you said, DeAndre Hunter, a, a shocking third quarter there. Uh, he you know, started a little bit slow, but had a big third quarter. Ended up with 22 in a very up-and-down season. If you go back to last year, he started off hot, then he got injured. Is he the second best player? Is he better than John Collins on this team? But it, it's it's taken such a dip this year with him uh, and this whole team. And I think any skilled NBA player would have scored against the Charlotte Hornets last mm-hmm. night. So I can't really take much from yeah. this Hawks win 
at all. I, I don't think even if they are able to beat the Cavs and be the eighth seed, I think they're going to get throttled by the Miami Heat and having to go on the road. You just can't like try and figure yourselves out over quarters in an NBA game against a real playoff team. And I, and I think the first half really was just simple, simple execution for them. They just had open shots. I, I don't think it really takes a genius, a basketball savant to watch what was happening out there. One pass against the Charlotte Hornets yep. defense. Just one pass, and they're wide open shot after wide. It's, it was bad, very bad basketball. I think that was, it was an embarrassing end for the Charlotte Hornets to, to end their season that way. Now, the third quarter for the Hawks is when they got going, is, is when if they played that way for a – seven-game series, you could take them seriously. I am looking forward to their Cavs game on Friday, but I think the Cavs are are, are just going to not allow them to do whatever they wanted. Trae Young was fine passing out of the double teams after he got it going, uh, but uh, I, I just don't think this is much of an indicator of how good this team can be. Not to be a Debbie Downer to start, but I guess it's just sort of a Debbie Downer season from what the Hawks did last year coming into this year. I didn't think the vibes were immaculate in that arena, although the, it was red. And it was, quote-unquote, sold out. Uh, most of the seats were filled. I think when we when we get to the Pelicans' vibes, those are far more... Ma- I thought they, there was more buzz there, and it's understandable. No, it's all the, that traffic you got to fight mm, to get there. Right. Well, the Pels are on, a, on an upward trajectory, even if they're at sort of at the same trajectory as the Hawks. While the Hawks, are, it's sort of disappointing compared to last yeah. year. And, 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 and I'm, not, I'm not feeling this team as a team that can knock off the Miami Heat. I think that the Charlotte Hornets really, that was... That was horrendous. And and any NBA player, I think it's as simple as that, can get it going. And that's what happened to uh, DeAndre Hunter, and I'm not sure that's going to happen. Even Friday, I, I would take the Cavs at this point. So what do you think, Lee? You're obviously there. Uh, our standing room only tickets turned into actual seats. Uh, yes. Shout out to our guy Kyle and uh, and our buddy Jared for hooking us up with that. Um, but were you, like Tass is saying, disappointed with what we saw from the Hornets and they looked overwhelmed once again here in the 9-10 game? Or were you equally or even more so impressed with the Hawks uh, and the contributions from Herter and Hunter and Capella, you know, nearly beefing and, and helping out mm. Trey Young. Which one is it if you had to leave? Well, it's a little bit of both, to yeah. be honest. Um, the Hornets, I was really disappointed. There was no real resistance or even real push. I mean, it was eight points at halftime and then it was like 26 points at the end of three quarters and we knew then the, the Hawks were just running out the clock. The, Hawk, the Hornets season was on the line and they're in a position where it's like they needed to get something more out of this season. Even if it was only one more game Game. And so it was a pretty ordinary end, I thought, for them. They, they just didn't, whether it was James Borrego, uh, he didn't sort of design enough plays or whatever. There was opportunities to score against Atlanta. They just really couldn't do that. Atlanta's defense wasn't locked down last night. Mm-hmm. Tass talks about there the Hawks one pass in the three. It was the same for the Hornets. One pass and someone could have taken a shot. There was not much resistance in the paint either. So the Hornets, I think, really did blow an opportunity to, to at least put pressure on Atlanta. Having said that, I thought considering Trey Young didn't shoot the ball all that well, he had a couple of those ones that sort of rimmed in and out early on, but everyone else contributed. Kevin Herter did get them off to that good start, really Mm -hmm. knocking down threes. DeAndre Hunter, we've already talked about his third quarter there. Bogdanovich, he was, uh, he's a little up and down. He's a bit of a Ferris wheel himself, but he knocked in some big shots there. And then Capella as well finished well around the rim. So the Hawks got those important contributions from other guys. So it wasn't like Trey Young had to go for 45 points to win this game. I think mm-hmm. he finished 24, had about 11 assists there. So everyone did contribute. I mean, the Hornets were like picking up 
up like at times full court, definitely half court. In the first you know, half, they were trapping yes. him. Yeah, and then they switched yeah. it up, and then he started to cook them. Though that's right, he'd get a big on him. Yeah, and, oh, then you know the crowd would come alive there, like oh he's gonna dance on him. And I thought it was key what he said after the game because someone asked him about the trapping, and he said, well, in the first half, and then in the second half they sort of just didn't do it, and they certainly didn't bring any intensity. That's when their season was on the line right there. Yeah. So you would have thought they came out of that the halftime locker room and they're like, all right, let's lock in right now. Five good minutes and we can be back in this I, game. I couldn't believe, we were talking about it at half, that the, the Hornets were only down eight points. Mm. It felt like the Hawks had completely outplayed them in the first 24 minutes of the game. Uh, and then, yet, the Hornets were right there. But, you know, the third quarter yeah. and Hunter sort of takes off on that one. Uh, what do you have on this, Trey? Uh, what do I got on this? Uh, the Hornets... What it, I mean, literally, come on! You, so you can't I, give up 144 in a play in a play-in game last season, and then give up 132 yeah. here. Like, that's improvement. That's uh, <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. But I felt like PJ Washington was the only guy who played up to his potential last night. Like Lamelo had a nice line. I think he finished with what 26 points. <laughs> yeah, 25 shots. I think. Yeah, yeah, eight assists, only three turnovers. Like it looked nice, but I, he didn't put his imprint on no. the game at all. Uh, he made some threes, and like you're saying, I think he went four for 14 from three. So like. He, he had a nice volume line, but he didn't really dominate the game, and that's what they needed because Terry Rozier, he was broke last night. P.J. Washington, really the only reliable guy out there. He was a, certainly a Chevy track. Hell yeah, he was. Uh, <laughs> uh, but the Hawks, I think the big takeaway for me is that they're much better as an ensemble than just as Trey Young being a soloist because they had a bunch of players taking a turn being the man last night. Like, we were technically no longer in standing room only, but it was standing room mm. only for Lee in the first quarter oh, yeah. when Kevin Herter was hot. Anytime he would catch the ball, Lee was ready to blow some kisses, no <laughs> yep. doubt about it. He had three threes, nine points there. It was Danilo Gallinari in the second quarter. He had 10. He had a dunk. People can change. And then in the third quarter, <laughs> Trey Young and DeAndre Hunter kind of took turns both being the man. It was yep. fun watching Trey cook, and I thought uh, Hunter's shot selection in the second half was just so much better. First half, it was like all he wanted to do was pump fake and take a 20-footer. Brick City. I think he went one for six in the first half. Three points. Only took two shots in the lane. In the second half, eight for ten. Scored 19. Six for six in the lane. He was attacking off the dribble. He was playing off cuts. And basically, there was nobody at the rim for the Hornets. So, at least he went inside and scored. Six in double figures. That's much better uh, than playing, you know, a 45-point game and 15 assists for Trey Young. Spread out. The points. <laughs> Too many points on the scoreboard for the for the Hornets last night, but spread them out for the Hawks. They're much better like that. And if they get these kind of performances like they got from their role players last night, a pro-rated beef for Clint Capella, like you're saying, <laughs> I think they got to be the favorites going up against the Cavs. Because this is a, like, that was a nice-looking Hawks team. Yeah. Sure. Obviously, the Hornets didn't give much resistance there. I think John Schumann had the stats. 24 possessions for the Hawks in the third quarter, and they scored on 20 of those possessions. Wow. It was just too easy. Uh, it will be harder against the Cavs, but the Hawks looked good offensively last night for sure. Yeah. Well, you said you were late to the game, obviously, because of traffic. Was it a freight train that got you, like the Hornets? Uh, I guess they got blocked coming to the arena. Did you see this, Lily? Yes. They, uh, you know, down there, there's this weird part uh, near the gulch, the gulch, as they yeah. call it. I yeah. got a friend called the gulch, yeah. You do? Yeah. How have we never heard of this uh, guy? Yeah, well, I don't know. What's but, his, uh, his, I assume, yeah, story? He, he, well, he's just from Sunbury, yeah. Uh, he's just well, the Gulch. That's what, Why that, do you call him that? His last name's Gully. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. So, usually in yeah. Australia, a last name doesn't have a Y on it. You add it. But yeah. if it does, you take it away. This wow. has got an E on the end as well. That's oh, weird. Yeah. Jesus. Does, he li- does he live by the sea? <laughs> he does now. Yeah, he does. Good. Yeah, they had the biggest fruit shop in Sunbury. 
They were like the mafia down there, I'm telling you. What are they stuffing in those mangoes? <laughs> so anyway, the Hornets were delayed getting to the arena. They had to walk like three minutes. Montrez Harrell had it on his Instagram. Story. Yeah, so they put happy. it on IG Live. They're making us walk. Yeah, they, they planted that train there. It's like right by the arena. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's there, there's a weird setup around the arena that uh, there are these like... Yeah, you drive train tracks. Gotham City, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's kind of cool. Hawks uh, uh, should do that for every playoff game. Like, schedule a train to make them walk. It. You know, it's yeah. like uh, turning off the hot water in the opponent's locker room. Right. You got to walk. Uh, Sorry, we got a train. Yeah, but uh, it's such a quick walk. I'm surprised Montrez Hurl had time to fire up his IG Live. Like, it's right there. Yeah. Uh, but it is a couple minutes, I guess. Yeah. Uh, we also had Miles Bridges getting tossed from this game. He, mm. He's like, get out of here. I mean, this is when they were down huge. It was over. Uh, and he threw his mouthpiece. People wanted to know if you caught it mm. uh, or maybe if you got hit. But he uh, he accidentally struck a young fan with it. He was throwing it at somebody else uh, yeah. who was, you know, telling him to get the hell out of here. Though, I mean, he, he owned up to his actions yep. after this. He, he called it unacceptable. He said it's out of character for him. He really was apologetic. He wants to, like, find out who this young girl yeah. is and, like, hook her up with stuff. So, uh, yeah, he was frustrated. But, you yeah. know, where was that fight? Even in that third quarter especially. Yeah, yeah. Because he, he, he turned the ball over on that possession. Yeah. And that's what sort of ticked him right off. And you could just see he was like, all right, I'm getting my money's worth here. But look, what he did was wrong, no doubt about it. But I like the fact that he did not try to make an excuse. He didn't try to say, oh, that guy was in my face. He owned up to it right away. He's going to get fined. I don't think he'll get suspended. No, he'll That get girl fined. will get tickets and things like that. But <laughs> no, the thing is, it, it, if you make a mistake like that, some so many times we see guys who, who try to like hide from it and run from it. He owned up to it immediately. Yeah, yeah. So I think you have to uh, at least respect him for that. And he knows that he, he did the wrong thing. And, uh, you know, he was frustrated, understandably so. It was, a, it was a bad, bad loss for the Hornets. And she brushed it off. No yeah. problem. Yeah. She just absorbed that hit. <laughs> so that noggin. Yeah, that it was. was right to the, it was yeah. a fireball right to the head. Well, you remember when he got tossed, you know, because we can see it, like we yeah. can see him going out the tunnel. You see a little bit on the uh, big screen. I said, I said something like, something happened there. Yeah, I didn't know what it happened. was in the mm-hmm. arena I'm like I thought it was just probably he's just barking with someone or maybe yeah. like someone tried to touch him yeah. or something like that and then you find out it's the mouthpiece yeah but again yeah. He, he he's sorry and I believed him mm-hmm. he tried to throw a mouthpiece <laughs> at the mouthpiece he, he was doing the Seth or Seth the Steph Curry for several possessions he's had it halfway out of his oh, mouth yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, for several possessions he that was a weird Miles Bridges game for me as well. Yeah. Just a weird game from a lot of those guys. I guess the walking really tired them out. But uh, <laughs> so. I mean, it was it was a sad ending for them it, for just, the second year in a row. It just felt yeah real deflating. I know they the need ho- to do something here in the yeah. office. They need an actual rim protector. They need somebody yeah. in the That's inside fair. to help out this defense because it's so easy. It's dribble into the paint and then kick out. And then, and then if they push out on them, then you're going to have a wide open lane uh, to the rim. So it's, and Bridges is a free agent, so uh, you know I think they re-sign him. Yeah, but yeah. Um, they certainly need more help. They need they need a big, uh, and they need just a bit more depth as well. I, I just this team just seems very very thin. Lamelo's good; he's an all star. You know he's still got a lot of improvement in his yeah. game, but uh, they're not really close to sort of vaulting up the standings in the East as they are right now. Uh, people also want to know what was the official Lee Ellis beer count mm. last night. Uh, the the line was set at one and a half. Yes. 
Uh, did you hit the over or under? You know, I actually hit the one and a half because... Uh, <laughs> oh boy, we got the uh, Yeah. Because, so explain, explain. Well, because the Stellas are just gigantic. They're like that meme. They're like, <laughs> two, two, things, two things are getting bigger yeah. every time we go down to the State Farm Arena. Sir Foster's arms every yeah. time get bigger yeah. and the beer cans get they bigger. They are. I'm with they you are. on this. Like last year when we went, I'm sure I could hold it and it was like just outside of my hand. Now it's like up here. I had to help of drinking beer. I'm drinking just way too much and that's that's what I was saying the other day is they're so big by the time you get halfway through they're already sort of warm they're and, dry yeah they're dry <laughs> right. they're dry uh, anyway so then I was in a, a round with Grish my buddy our buddy Grish yes, our buddy. and so then Everybody's. he went back for his round but they ran out of Stella so he had to get this other one I don't even know what it was yeah, I, were, buy, I bought it by the way oh, did he, you? Was Grish not a, he was not a fan I don't think no nah, it was an IPA yeah it, it, it wasn't actually all that and it was 7.5% alcohol volume I'm like I've got to drive home so uh, <laughs> I had a couple of sips and uh, a bit of a mouthful there and then I was like I'm not enjoying it it's way too heavy for me in alcohol yeah. and uh, the game's over anyway so I, I would so say so you think you're about one of the I think I would if I actually took all the liquid from that second can I, I yeah. bet you barely put a dent in it I'm saying you hit the under yeah yeah. Uh, you're right you're right I did I did but uh, I mean that's the thing is it is it half or part thereof or is it like you got to literally go half the can I don't know under. But yeah. that one, the one can can counts to me as like. Wow, well, that's yeah. true. That's two, really. Yeah, that's big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a car battery. <laughs> yeah, a uh, lot of people in attendance, not just no dunks. Who were you most excited <laughs> for? A ton of people. Jay Z, mm. Nelly, mm. Ah. Quavo, of course, was there. <laughs> Quavo doesn't get quite the poppy d- uh, used to get. Uh, I've noticed. Could have been a bigger pop for Quavo. I mean, people mm. really did pop. A, More of a pop cheer. for Nelly. I mean, they biggest play, pop for Jay-Z. No yes, doubt. He's a legend. Really? I thought it was for Nelly. They play a song for Nelly. Yeah, they, they, play, they It's did. getting hot in here when they <laughs> introduce him. And but he even had Hornets wearing, yeah, wearing, uh, Hornets colors, yeah. so yeah. that was a problem for him. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Uh, Jay-Z being at the game, like, it was so confusing. Obviously, it was Jay-Z, but we were looking for so long, like... yeah. Jay-Z's here? <laughs> we're like, there's no way. Jay-Z is here. He was at the playing game in Brooklyn the night before. And then he flew to Atlanta to watch the next playing game. And I just couldn't stop asking our buddy Grish and Jared, do you think Jay-Z's having fun? Mm. Like, he could literally be doing anything on earth. Yeah. The guy's a multimillionaire. He could do anything he wanted. And he's watching the Hawks blow out the Hornets in a play-in game. <laughs> he can do anything. That's what he's doing. He's the I, biggest fan of the play-in tournament, man. Yeah, I was. Uh, I mean, I was wondering: is he going to leave? Is he going to leave here and fly straight to New Orleans? Oh to see that game If he's in Cleveland or uh, yeah, crazy, L.A. Man. for the for the Friday night games, my God, yeah, <laughs> he should come and stand with us. then if he wants to have more fun, because he did look a little sort of disinterested. <laughs> oh, they're, cram- they're cramped yeah. in there, aren't yeah. they? I know come just... up with the boys, and uh, you know, we'll just have a we'll have a car battery beer with. <laughs> Jay-Z and have some fun. You know? be, be honest with me. Yeah. When we found out we were getting actual seats, yeah. were you like, oh, I don't, you know, you love the standing room all we tickets. <laughs> or were you like, oh, this is great. Well, look, I can be persuaded. <laughs> if, if, uh, <laughs> Especially when it comes with free drinks and food. <laughs> right on center line there. I mean, and there was no one behind us at the start. So I was yeah. like, I'm going to be standing here yeah, anyway. True. Uh, so, you know, I, I, I'm a man who can be persuaded when everyone else is doing it. I thought, why not? I want to be with my friends tonight. But <laughs> we did have the great standing room uh, position there because we everyone turned up and there was no one else there so we really did own that area we, we had it locked down <laughs> yeah yeah we just but, gave uh, it up just yeah, like that but you know we're sellouts man that's yeah, what i'm getting at sellouts. yeah that's yeah. fine it was worth it there it were was great seats it. yeah yeah uh, um, just seeing this from the the stream team not sure if this is true but daniel tap mentions i believe jay-z owns the agency that reps Lamelo ball 
Okay. Maybe that's why he's in it. <laughs> cheering on his guy. Yeah, cheering on hey, his look, guy. I think he just likes playing basketball. And uh, he got, <laughs> he got a stinker banks. last night because it was over. I mean, we we saw a lot. Of, like, there was garbage time for what felt yeah. like, I don't know, 16 yeah. minutes of this game. Yeah, the the end was brutal. Like, Tass and Grish were gone for a long time. <laughs> yeah, they were yeah, down. Yeah. They were in the club yeah. and we're like, yeah, they're not coming back. Yeah. Why? <laughs> There's a game on down there on the TVs. Should be fine. There was a great moment, though, in the fourth quarter. Uh, on the dance cam. Oh, yeah. At the very least. Uh, a, a great dance cam competitive uh, competition, I would say. And this guy is certainly... He, he, he won the fan vote. <laughs> oh, my God. He was An amazing. older gentleman um, <laughs> touching and feeling on himself. Uh, and he, yeah. He's got a crew of women behind yeah. him. <laughs> Making it rain on him. Making head. it rain. <laughs> it was so good that he won, and they rolled back like a phantom cam slow-mo. Yeah. Of him, just rubbing yeah. on his brownies. <laughs> People... <laughs> making it rain they were coming up to him and like shaking his hand afterwards <laughs> thanks for making the fourth quarter we're watching yeah buddy. yeah because those are those are impulse make it rainers behind him right that wasn't I, planned at all it seemed like i, I want to believe that i showed this to nora this morning Taz, and she said this was was this planned i'm like i don't think so yeah, like this guy's got legit. a credential on yeah. he was sitting like three rows back i was like it just happened like this is atlanta yeah. in a nutshell right here and uh yeah, she was like, was okay funny. it was very very funny uh when they do those dance cams and you pick a winner, does the winner actually ever get anything? Mm, good question. Or is it just like, you just got our respect, sir? <laughs> That's a great question. I always wonder that. It's a great call. Because so. uh, we also did see um, they had like a name all of the baseball teams in 24 seconds contest uh, between a fan and Kevin Herter. They both got 15. And they're like, That's a tie. But we'll give you the AirPods yeah, anyways. Yeah, yeah. That seems fair. Right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. That'd be like a major dis- Trey Curry just keeps yelling, Cubs, Cubbies, Cubs. Cubbies! He say Chicago teams. It's very weird. I thought they were going to give him just one AirPod for the tie. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Come, come back next time. Yeah, come back uh, next season if we don't have another game. We'll see if they have a playoff game. Just quick thoughts mm. on... Uh, on, on Friday night's game, do you like Atlanta's chances to beat the Cavs in Cleveland here to get in to play the Heat? Absolutely. I mean, why, why yeah. not? I mean, uh, Cleveland is the home team, and we've seen home court advantage has been very impactful. They were good against Brooklyn, but there's no reason to think that Atlanta can't go there and get a win. I think Atlanta probably has the better overall cast of players. Jared Allen's uh, ability... It's uh, like 50% they're yeah, saying, yeah. last I saw, it, that he might play in this. I, I, Put I, me sh- down that he plays. Oh, same here. Yeah. I, uh, surely Give it you, a go, you, you run him out there yeah. because they can't afford to lose this game. Obviously, now whoever loses it out. So I think Trey Young uh, can have a really good game. I think him and Darius Garland's going to be a good battle there. But I, from what I saw last night, and again, it wasn't against the best defensive team. The Cavs are a much better three-point defensive team. Mm-hmm. Hawks should be feeling pretty good, though. They've been playing much better over the uh, second half of the season, too, than Cleveland has been. Uh, John Collins, I don't expect to play, but as we saw last night, they can survive without him, certainly yeah. in a one-off game. So I, uh, I I think Cleveland probably is the favorite, but only by a point and a half, maybe two, two points. But I'll take the Hawks. Okay. Uh, the Hawks won the season series. If you want to take anything from that. 3-1. to one, They won the last three games. And they played really three times since New Year's Eve. Uh, and Trey Young just dominated in all three victories. One of them was definitely without Garland. There was another without Mobley and Jared Allen. So, you know, depends on who's playing here. But do you like the Hawks' chances here? Or I'm, you... I'm taking the Cavs. Really? I, I think the Hornets allowed the Hawks to get going. I don't think that happens with the Cavs. Sure. Now, if the Hawks can carry over that offensive momentum, much thanks to the Charlotte Hornets for playing that defense, that Matador defense against them. But I, I don't see that happening. I, I think yeah. the Cavs are a much tougher defensive team. And when Jared Allen gets in there, puts everybody back into their proper roles, 
like, you know, Danilo Gallinari is not going to destroy Lowry Markinen, I don't think. Like, there's going to be some decent matchups where it's Evan Mobley or whoever. I, I just don't see them destroying guys like they did. Uh, mm-hmm. The Cavs team is a very, very good defensive team, uh, and they, they show a lot of fight. So it should be a game that goes down to the wire, but, uh, yeah, I like the Cavs. You sometimes wonder with playing or game planning for, like, a Hawks team, like, is it better for Trey Young to, like, get his 45 and just take away all of the, the other guys Herter and Bogdanovich and stuff like that and stay at home more and let them let them sort of maybe float you to death inside or get to the line I don't it's possible I think because uh, these other guys hitting threes yeah. a lot of it off Trey Young yeah. and all the attention he gets I mean that's, that's, a that's a backbreaker too but what do you think Trey for a Friday night's game here okay so 31 assists on 46 makes for the Hawks last night 16 threes I yeah. mean you maybe just want to say hey Trey see if you can score 60 and beat us that's maybe not the the Dumbest move for the Cavs. Um, but the Hawks are favorites right now, two and a half point favorites, according to Bet wow. MGM. Wow. I think they can get to a higher level right now than the current Cavs team can, especially not knowing what you're going to get from Jared Allen and exactly how long he'll be able to play and what sort of impact he'll have. I think Karis LeVert is kind of like a huge player yeah. uh, for the Cavs yep. in this one because I think Garland's going to have a good game. You know, Mobley will probably score 18 to 22 points and hit the glass. Who knows from Jared Allen? I think Kevin Love will show up. But you got to have somebody else. Like the Hawks, as we've seen, they can score. They've got shooters who are shooting the ball pretty well right now. There's just got to be a second perimeter sort of player uh, for Cleveland. And I think Levert is the most likely candidate. Uh, give me the Hawks. Okay. I'll, uh, I'll also take the Hawks, but I think it's just because I would love to see oh, yeah. the Hawks in a playoff series against the Heat. We can go down for game three or four or something like that. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm being greedy here. And but... then it's Hawks Raptors in the second round. Oh, so. there we go. <laughs> oh, now we're laughing. All right. Uh, let's talk about... The second game, unless anybody has anything else on on the Hawks' dominant victory there, uh, Lee. Just, just anything one thing else on Jay Z? Uh, yeah, was he wearing the same clothes as he was wearing? That the sure looked like it. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely the same hat, mm. I believe. I, I, I think it was a different hat. Oh, really? Yeah, I think uh, he had oh. an LA hat on. Oh, he did. He, um, he did. had an LA hat on for the for the first game, and yeah, then the that Nets. was like a fear of God. Looks like a Detroit Tigers hat. Okay. Last night. Hmm. No, you're right. Same but sweater though, right? <laughs> sweater looks similar. Sure. Uh, who knows? Maybe he's like Mr. Rogers. Just has like one outfit, but several versions of it. Right? <laughs> Steve Jobs style. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like that, uh, that meme of the old guy who's wearing the shirt and he got for his birthday the exact same shirt and he's smiling there. Maybe that's it. Beyonce's just like, he loves this outfit. I'm just going to buy uh, it Some for people him. love to have, I'm surprised you don't do this if I'm being completely uh, honest. I've got a couple of similars, but. Yeah, just like some people like the idea of like a, a uniform. I don't have to think in the morning. More time for breakfast. <laughs> yeah, I've got I've got uh, from uh, oh my god I can't remember a cash um, my shirts guy. Uh, <laughs> what do you what do you have to name drop your shirt? Yeah, I don't think he's in business anymore. Actually, unfortunately, but you uh, stopped I, as soon as you got off TV, you got screwed. Yeah, <laughs> I hope I didn't need him to the profits, but I've still got a few AK threads at home. They're great fit. Okay, cash, bring them back. All right, get one for Jay Z. Yeah, really, you know, get business booming again. Uh, okay, let's go to the Pelicans Spurs game. Uh, New Orleans pulling this one out. Spurs made. In a six-point game. I mean, they chip, chip, chipped away, but uh, Brandon Ingram, JV, doing work at the end. Uh, TK. So New Orleans moves on here. I thought a pretty good game. This is why you trade for CJ McCollum. Damn right. The play-in tournament takeover. Massive second quarter, in particular for CJ McCollum. I watched that one on the subway for the most part. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shout out to streaming. Man. Oh, it's amazing. No, you can amazing. watch it anywhere. It's pretty cool. It's <laughs> oh, it's nice feeling. that the Marta is above ground for a lot. Uh, that's too. a great. That's a great call. It got a little. Uh, yeah. Got a little dicey there at the five-point station. You're underground for you know, a minute and a half. 
pretty grainy. 19 points, though, on 7-7 shooting in the second quarter for CJ McCollum. He finished with 32 points and 7 assists. He's awesome to watch when he's mm-hmm. on fire yeah. because, like, it feels like the defense is so good on CJ McCollum no matter what, but he hangs just barely enough, and then the release is pure. Yeah. Makes a lot of tough shots. Brandon Ingram was good as well. 27 on 11 and 19 shooting. And Jonas Planchunas, another huge play in game. 22 points, 14 <laughs> rebounds, 2 blocks. Just honestly brought the toughness out there. But like you're saying, Skeets, the Spurs stuck around. They got untracked a little bit in the fourth quarter. But DeJounte Murray just didn't look the same. Didn't no. look like an all-star. He's coming off an illness, and you could kind of tell. Keldon Johnson as well couldn't get it going until the Pelicans were up big. New Orleans just looked like a little bit better team and a little bit more experienced, so a really, really nice win for them, I thought. Yeah, I thought Pop summed it up well. The three best players for New Orleans all played great, and if that happens, you're going to lose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, we stayed in it, got back, but then we made the same mistakes as we did through the first three quarters. We were uh, non-physical on defense, is what Pop said. But yeah, McCollum, 32-7-6. Ingram, 26-5-5. and Big dunk as well. And then JV, yeah, the 22 and... 14. They, they looked great. I like their chances against the Clippers, I'll be honest, too, sure. uh, on Friday night. Maybe we get the uh, the road teams, or I guess the underdogs, though they're not an underdog, you said, with that Hawks line, but winning. We'll see. And there was a buzz in that building. Yeah. I, I thought at times watching the broadcast that felt like they were pumping in music or pumping in sound. It was that loud, was uh, loud. For, for a big chunk of the game. Yeah. And those stars... Yeah, it took turns, and that's the nice thing. Uh, guys didn't have to go be hot the entire game. Ingram started the game extremely hot. He had 11 in the first quarter, and C.J. McCollum goes off for 19 in the second quarter. Then Valanciunas had his third quarter run there. He had 12 in the third, and then Ingram finished it off yeah. uh, with that 10-point uh, quarter. You know, the the dunk through Jakob Pertl. Or is that Zach Collins? Zach Collins. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes <laughs> it's hard to tell who's who, uh, but they both get dunked because they both get dunked on. They both get after it. Uh, but, it, you know, when a trade like uh, the C.J. McCollum trade goes down, uh, most people look at uh, look at it uh, on the rosier side of things. Like, he could be their number two guy with Zion there, you know, along with Brandon Ingram, and that just came to fruition yesterday. That's exactly what happened, that they were just the best a version of themselves, and uh, yeah, they were they were better than the the Spurs. Although I thought Devin Vassell hitting seven threes was gonna he was, good. He was gonna I don't know, take him to the promised land towards the end, but uh, yeah, they just couldn't they just couldn't compete with yeah McCollum and and Ingram. It, it felt a little like the Wolves the other night, you know, taking turns between Anthony Edwards and D'Angelo Russell. These guys uh, finished a job, and yeah, Valanciunas with the the slick hairdo. Two slick men last well, night. Oh, we had, I would say we had three slick men. The Dangerous Knights crew was quite a crew because you had, uh, in, in the first game, obviously Gallinari. Oh, very he used to slick. be a piece of shit, but people can change. Uh, Valanchunas has been rocking the slick back look for a while. And Zach Collins was pretty slick. Ah, uh, Zach. Yes. And, yeah, uh, you know, likes the wet Trey's look. got a little slickness going here, too. Is that in... Uh... You call this slick back? <laughs> <laughs> this is pushed back. <laughs> people can change, though. Uh, so that's nice to see, but... Um, what do you got on this, Lee? Because McCollum, Ingram, and JV were awesome, but some love to the Rooks as yep. well. Herb Jones. Great. Doris Burke going crazy on the yeah. broadcast for Herb Jones. I love it. I mean, you know, if you, you're going to feel silly if you are an actual voter and you maybe don't have Herb Jones on either all, all rookie teams. I mean, that, that should be a given. But even all defense. Yep. He had that play where he blocked it. 
and then the steal, and then there was a dunk on the other end. It was called off, but uh, yeah. he was amazing. 12-5, 2-2. And, two. and I thought Alvarado was also good for them. Three threes. He, yeah, there, yeah, he's the guy who just comes off the bench. You never quite know what he's up to and where he is out on the floor, <laughs> but he was effective for them. And Greg Popovich, I think you, you mentioned there, sums it up. They just were not physical. Yeah. And CJ McCollum, a couple of drives late, or in the in the the late in the second quarter there, he just walked in. Mm-hmm. And Mark Jones was great on the call, you know, talking about how deep his bag is. But uh, Mark Jones and Doris oh, Park, no. they are. I love oh, them. Mark Jones. Said, I love it. He said, "CJ McCollum's bag has got a bag." Yeah, that yeah. Was his line. yeah. Um, but that's a thing. I mean, for a, for a Greg Popovich team, you always sort of think, you know, just defense. And and, it, and now this is obviously not the Tim Duncan San Antonio Spurs, but there was no real physicality. And Pop always talks about that. Remember, they give me some nasty from a right, few years right. back. Like they just did not have that. And that's that's a thing with a young team there. So and then if you look at the efficiency, Ingram eleven for nineteen, Valanciunas nine for fourteen, and CJ twelve for twenty three. If three guys are shooting like that, yeah. how do you really uh, get in? But they did. They were close enough, but it just didn't feel like they were going to get over the line. So uh, good job for the Pelicans. I also really think they're a chance now against the Clippers yeah. too on Friday night. I mean, Paul George is the best player in the series, but he's still sort of figuring things out a little bit. Ty Lue, I've talked about, I think he's a great coach tactically. But if you're the Pelicans right now, you've got so many guys who are playing well. You've got defenders. They've got guys who've got experience. CJ McCollum, I mean, this is the first time we've ever seen him as the number one guy in a playoff team. He's always been yeah. the sidekick. He's like the point guard. He's the yeah. point guard. And, yeah. and, and, and again, he's, he's not a point guard, but in this no. game, he was like, I'm going to lead these guys because mm-hmm. he's got the most playoff experience out of anyone. So, I mean, Valentinus, I guess, probably played 60-odd yeah. games as well. But CJ, I think, without Lillard there was like, hey, I'm going to be the Lillard in this situation. And I thought he was. So uh, it was a fun game. And I'm happy for the Pelicans. Their season continues. I think Spurs fans might even be happy too. Mm. <laughs> uh, we talked about, I think you brought it up, Trey. Like, if they had won these two games and actually got into the to the dance, like, they lose like six spots in their draft yeah. pick. So yeah. in losing this, it's going to help their chances to uh, to add another young player to a, obviously a pretty pretty crazy core as it is. I mean, Primo played in this. I don't think he, he got, what, 10 minutes or something like that. It wasn't well, a lot. So I gave him a taste, yeah. And they've got these young guys there with DeJounte Murray leading the way. Lonnie Walker was angry with his 17 minutes. He got to Twitter after the game and started liking everyone who said, more Lonnie Walker, oh, more Lonnie oh. Walker. Hate to be that Twitter guy to bring it up, but yeah, you know, Lonnie Walker is is one of those guys. He's he's so polarizing. Sometimes you see him. He was he was having a good game in this game. Sometimes he looks like a Hall of Famer, legit, <laughs> legit. And then sometimes he looks like, you know, he could be a third stringer in this league. But all of those second stringers, all those uh, young guys for the Pelicans, just really energized the group. You know, Herb Jones, Jackson Hayes minutes out there, and Jose yep. Alvarado, which was who was the opposite of the slick back look. Yeah, had the flow going yeah. <laughs> uh, with the headband, just let it free for uh, the play-in tournament. I, I can't wait to watch him against the the Clippers. It, it, I, I'm a Brandon Ingram fan. I'd like to see him in the postseason for the first time, which is surprising yeah. that he hasn't been there uh, in his six years. So, uh, yeah, I'm kind of cheering. I'm kind of cheering for uh, for the Pels on Friday night. Yeah, do you think Jose Alvarado changed the hairstyle because people had figured out what he looked like <laughs> in trying to find him with his sneaky steal? So he's like, I'm just going to change his appearance. disguise every single night. <laughs> yeah. I love it, sure. Maybe Show it up in a trench coat. Yeah. <laughs> hey, is that two kids on each other's shoulders? No, that's just Jose Alvarado. Oh, there's a steal. He was stalking a couple way. times last oh, night. Yeah. He never really yeah, uh, aggressively yeah. went he, for that's it. That's got to be scouted at this oh, point. Yeah. That's got to be the first thing when uh, like, uh, you know, Ty Lue comes into the locker room. He's like, if anybody gets Alvarado... <laughs> You're on the bench with me. <laughs> That's true. Uh, do you think this was Pop's last game? Uh, 
I mean, he was asked yeah. about it, and he basically said "f off." Yeah, uh, in yeah, so many yeah, words. Yeah. Uh, but you know, he's won a gold medal there yeah. in the Olympics, and he's become the NBA wins uh, leader yeah. earlier this season. There's not, of course, much left for him to accomplish. No. He's 73, yeah. it, uh, but seems to be enjoying coaching the young guys now here. What, yeah. what do you think? Because well, you've been wrong about this. I have, times. I have. I, eventually, I'll get it right. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, but Mark Stein, who's very plugged into the sort of uh, Texas teams there, has been saying a lot this season that he feels he's got one more season in him. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take Mark Stein's okay. word there. But Miles Brown had a good tweet last night that Pop's just going to do an Irish goodbye. Basically, just like, that's oh, yeah. it, I'm gone. Not, no oh, ceremonies, sure. no press conferences, anything agree. like that. And it, it, it'll just be, I'm not coaching anymore. And he won't, He maybe he'll tell uh, the owner there, um, who's, the Holt family, mm-hmm. he'll just say, I'm not coming back. And that'll be it. He doesn't want any sort of celebration. Yeah. So, But oh, I suspect he's, he's got one more year in him. Wow. Yeah. Right. I think Pop has lost it a little bit. He's just not mean anymore. Nice. He's too nice. He was so nice to Cassie Hubberth on the broadcast. He was. I don't mean lost it in terms of coaching or anything. He's just not nasty. Where's my, I want <laughs> my nasty, nasty Pop. Yeah. Give me that nasty. Anyways, it was nice to see him nice, actually, on the broadcast. I have no idea if he's coming back. I'm not not good at predicting these things whatsoever. Trey? I like hearing him coach the young guys where he's like, you guys are playing crazy out here right now. <laughs> but if you want to play crazy, do it on the glass. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. It's like, maybe he's enjoying, you know, the yeah. rebuilding phase of this Spurs team more than he thought he was going to. Right. So, yeah, I can see him coming back. I can see him going away as well. But I think he'll have a ceremony. Oh, okay. Yeah, I do. Well, they talked about it on the broadcast. Like, I mean, he said, like, I didn't have to do a whole bunch of coaching when it was yeah. Duncan and Tony and Ginobili, at, you know, later in their careers. But he's probably liking the idea of, like, having to coach again, totally. uh, a lot of these guys and teach them. So, first thoughts here then on Friday night's Pelicans-Clippers game. I know you're Ooh. you're sort of cheering for the Pels. Yeah, I'd like yeah. to see Ingram get in there. But, you know, Trey, what do you think? Who are you picking in that one? Uh, it's in L.A., 10 o'clock start on TNT on Friday night. The Pelicans will have a chance if Paul George doesn't have a good game again. He didn't have a, you know, he had an okay game in uh, in the loss to the Timberwolves, but it was really just one really, really good quarter for Paul George and kind of spotty performances in the other three. We just saw uh, the Clippers lose to a game when two perimeter players kind of took turns and D'Angelo Russell and Anthony Edwards. That's exactly how the Pelicans won last night. And Ingram, I think, could be a matchup problem because Paul George is going to have to guard either McCollum or Brandon Ingram. He can't guard both of them, so there's one other of those two there. Ingram has been solid. He's got a little bit of size on Paul George as well, and I think Valanchunas will be a problem on the glass. But I also think the Clippers will probably be better and play with a little bit more intensity for the entirety of the game, considering this is win or go home at this point. So give me the Clippers in a close one. Ooh, okay. Yeah, I like I like Pelicans to upset the the Clippers. I think Herbert Jones will do a good job on Paul George. Uh, Herb is uh, is real solid, and uh, will take that on himself. And that's that's really important. The other guys didn't perform behind Paul George either. A lot of them. The, we didn't get the Reggie Jackson from last year's playoffs in that game. He doesn't look to be quite on right now. And I don't think he's going to make CJ McCollum pay or or the the backcourt of the Pelicans really pay. So that's that's the problem I think with the Clippers right now. They're just not they're not scorching hot. They're a jump shooting team and they're not jump shooting that well right now. What do you think? Who you got? Uh, I, I've got the Pels in a yep. close one as well. I just uh, yeah really impressed with their big three last night. They got the good contributions and the Clippers. You know as Paul George is back, still haven't quite sort of been convinced yet that they are where they should be. So uh, I think I hope it's close and mm-hmm. I hope we see. Uh, I'd like to see the Pelicans considering where their season was how bad it's been for David Griffin this season. Crazy. If they make the playoffs, that's a huge accomplishment. 
Zion Williamson coming back if they uh, uh, first uh, no, but he was apparently doing three sixties. Yeah. Him and Ben Simmons have been the best two off-court players this season. It's been incredible. <laughs> never miss. Ne- never miss. Never miss. <laughs> uh, any other thoughts on, on Pell's Spurs or Friday night's game? Any other random notes? No, not a lot. Nah. Did you watch this last night or nah. this morning? No. Yeah. I was, I was, oh, well, I started when I got home yeah. last night, but it was the first half, second half. I didn't I didn't feel like it was like going to be super close. It, it got close it enough. Yeah. But, but it, you know, it was one of those games I was like, mm, I think the Pels are going to win this, and, and they did. So. Yep. Okay. Good, good, good. Uh, let's take our first break then. When we come back, we're going to look ahead to two of the Western Conference playoff series that we, of course, know that is the Warriors-Nuggets and help me out Mavs Jazz Jazz. there are so many series right now Uh, we'll break those down and predict them right after the break looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone luckily with 24-7 US based live customer service from Discover everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime day or night yep you heard that right you can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Spring is the best time to add new challenges to your training just in time for those warm summer days. Pool season's coming soon, so I've been hitting the weights with Peloton and my guy Adrian Williams, trying to get my muscle on in order to expand my cannonball splash radius. Peloton's varying class lengths were designed with your training plan in mind. It's easy to personalize your workout. Whether you'd like to add a 10-minute core session at the end of your strength class or take a 60-minute power zone ride to increase your endurance, Peloton classes are designed to help focus on your needs and goals. There are a variety of classes like boot camps, boxing, full body strength, or marathon training, all created to grow your skills or push you to improve in what you already excel in. And their expert coaches and nonstop vibes will push you to new levels of strength and endurance, keeping you on your toes while giving you the professional coaching you need. Shout out to Adriana Aditi, Andy and Emma. I love you all so much. Whether you prefer to run outdoors Row or ride at home or strength train at the gym, Peloton has everything you need to get you where you're going. Get your head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. All right, back with the boys here in the Classic Factory. Let's start breaking down some series. If you're new to the show, welcome. Hit the like button and subscribe. Do that. Dogs on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, let's start with the Warriors Nuggets series, all right? Game one, Saturday. It's the late game. This is the 3-6 matchup. Warriors 53-29. and 29, Nugs 48-34. Uh, Warriors have the best defense in the league. Defensive rating number one overall. Yeah, not wild. Nuggets, sixth-ranked offense and middle of the pack when it comes to defense. We do have some news from this. Compazzo will not be playing in game one in this series. We actually forgot to sort of address this. I'm surprised yeah. that that was the news. Yeah, well, <laughs> Compazzo suspended one game uh, for forcefully shoving... Mm. Lakers guard Wayne Ellington in the back uh, the final game of the regular season. Wayne Ellington was not, not happy. The Golden right. Arm says, when I see you next time, I'm going to mm. remember that. So anyway, Campazzo uh, probably correctly suspended one game. He's not there. And then we're waiting on Steph Curry and whether he's going to be playing in the first game there on Saturday night. Right. But Tess, uh, yeah, what do you think about this one? What are the keys to this series? Well, I'm looking forward to it. It's juicy from the standpoint you have Nikola Jokic, a wizard, 
A guy will pick you apart offensively. He's going to find his shooters against one of the best defenders of this generation in Draymond Green. Mm -hmm. I don't think Draymond Green's going to start uh, on Jokic. I think he's going to end the game on Jokic, especially with his back issues. That that may be something that... uh, uh, hopefully doesn't hold up uh, Draymond Green playing to his capabilities, but I kind of buy Draymond Green being able to turn it on in the playoffs because yeah, he was leading the number one defense in the league. It is surprising that they still got there yeah. despite Draymond Green uh, being out for so long, but I am going to love that fourth quarter matchup. That's what's going to happen. Kevon Looney will probably start on Jokic, but at the end of the game, it's going to be Green against Jokic, and they're going to try and guard him one-on-one, even though he's given up size to Jokic. I think we just talked about Trey Young. The best move is probably play him one-on-one. That's exactly what they're going to do with Jokic. They're not going to let the shooters in Monte Morris and Bones Highland and down the line with Will Barton, Aaron Gordon, and the Greens, Jeff and Jermichael, try and beat this team. They're going to play him one-on-one. So I'm looking forward to that. The Draymond Green, just this, the little moves, he's going to put an arm bar in Jokic's back over and over and over. It's going to be a blast to watch in the fourth quarter. On the other side, we said that Ben Simmons, Zion Williamson, great great on the Twitters right now. I think watching Steph Curry's sprinting around right now on the Twitters, I'm buying it. I'm just buying into him coming back, uh, whether it's game one or game two. I, I think it's great for him right now because Jordan Poole has been on fire. So I think he can kind of ease into the series off the ball. He's always right. uh, kind of always off the ball, but even more so now because Jordan Poole has been so, so good. And I'm a little bit worried about this Nuggets middle-of-the-pack defense when you've got weapons like Jordan Poole, who's playing so well. I think Steph is coming back. It's It's been quiet, but I think he has come back, and Klay Thompson is playing like himself. And so, the, you know, there's the other guys that fit around them. I'm a little bit worried. Even though the Nuggets are good at three-point defense, uh, I think – there's so many weapons on this uh, Warriors team. If Curry's sprinting around and Jordan Poole's setting guys up, I think they're going to be clicking. So I'm feeling like the Warriors will uh, will come out, especially if if Steph is out there. They'll come out firing. I, th- I think they could uh, they could make this a somewhat quick series if they're clicking. Are you concerned at all? Let's say Curry can't play game mm. one, maybe even game two or whatever, minutes restriction or something like that. Is there a, a chance that the Nuggets could sort of do the, not the impossible yeah. here, but very difficult yeah. as underdogs in the yeah. series? Yeah, I don't have a really strong feel on this series because of the so much uncertainty there, especially obviously with Steph. And then Draymond, even when he came back, Draymond said, I haven't been feeling myself lately. So I, I think that's true, right, when he came back. But yeah. over the last little bit, he started to look a little bit yeah. more like the elite defensive Draymond Green yeah. and Clay, like you said started to yeah, look Clay. a little bit more like the Clay Thompson of an old. So The last three games for Clay, he yeah. averaged 36 points on 50% shooting threes on 14 attempts a game. But yeah. it's sort of the end of the season. You know, how yeah. much do you take out of those games? But that's great for him because he hadn't looked like that prior to that. So, um, and, and the Steph injury obviously just looms large over the Warriors. I think uh, without him, without him or without Draymond, they just seem like a completely different team. As for the Nuggets, Jokic, as great as he's been, he's likely going to win another MVP here. But he also showed signs of fatigue to me towards the end of the season a few times. Like It just liked the, looked like the load he was carrying was starting to catch up with him. So you need those younger guys like Trey Mentions there, the Bones High. He needs to have one of his Bones Highlands game. I mean, it's a lot to ask for a young guy, but they, they need, need him. Yeah. Yeah, they need some like Aaron Gordon's been good. He needs to be. He needs to have a 20 to 25 point game as well. So Warriors have home court advantage. I'm taking them, I suppose, in the series. Yeah. But I, you could, if someone said the Nuggets in six, I'd say sure, just as likely as, as the Warriors in seven. So uh, that's where I'm going, but not really sure exactly how it's going to play out. Yesterday we talked about the Sixers-Raptors series, and we, like most people said, Embiid's going to play. 
He's just got to be out there as many minutes as possible. Same thing's true with Jokic. Mm. Like, the numbers are insane. When he's on the floor, they outscore opponents 8.4 points per 100 possessions. Without him, opponents outscore the Nuggets by 7.9 points per 100 possessions. 16.3 yeah. difference there, points per 100 possessions, which is a wild, wild gap. Um, but, you know, you're asking a lot from, like, like Embiid, a giant dude, and do everything for us. That's why I'm with you guys that you need a huge Will Barton game. You need a huge Monte Morris game. Like, they got to pick their spots here to make this a real series, in my opinion, because I think Curry will return. And I'm actually excited, and I almost forget the Warriors' big three. Hell, even throw Iguodala at the end of games in, like... How devastating they could still be. I'm excited to see that. It's been a while. Uh, they so played 11 seen minutes it this year. Yeah, exactly. Um, but what do you think, Trey, about this one? Yeah, I think it's tough to predict just because I feel like we don't know what the best version of the Warriors looks like, even if Steph Curry is healthy, right? Like, we don't know who their fifth closing player is going to be. It'll be Steph, Clay, Poole, Draymond, maybe Wiggins. Like, first half yeah, of the maybe. season, Wiggins, the perfect guy to slot in there. Hasn't been that player for a long time. Kaminga's 19 years old. Otto Porter was talking about how. Recently, he's felt like he's been running around on one leg <laughs> earlier in his career. Like, he's an older guy, but he's definitely an X factor. Um, I think Jokic can win a couple of games in this mm-hmm. series on his own, but I think uh, Tass is 100% right that an awesome line for the Warriors would be Nikola Jokic averaging like 45 points per game and six assists this series. Like, let him go right, crazy. Right. Like, he'll probably foul Looney out of a couple of games, yep. uh, but Looney will take his chances and bang on Jokic for a little bit. Draymond will be the closing defender for him. Be- but- Elitza might get actually some like fouls nah, on I, him. I, yeah, he'll foul him. Yeah, he'll foul him. So <laughs> they're gonna need to. Yeah, but Jokic will make the free throws at the line. So I mean, I I think the idea that Bielitsa contributes in this series is pretty funny to me. He's been better lately. That being said, stay home on all the other Nuggets. Like, make Aaron Gordon try and beat you off the dribble. You know, make Austin Rivers have a playoff Austin Rivers game, which yeah. we've seen in the yeah, past. Yeah. You know, yeah. he's had some decent playoff moments, but the Warriors' depth is gonna be. Uh, Superior here, and I think that even if Curry can't go, Jordan Poole's good enough that he would be the best guard on the Nuggets. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like if he were playing yeah. on that team, yeah. at least this season. So as he's able to be a little bit of a Steph light, if we see the clay that we saw the last few games of the season, I think this is going to be a Warriors victory. I got him in six because I think Jokic is good enough that he can right. just take a couple of games there. He's an MVP like player. And who knows if the Nuggets hit threes, then they look even better. But if I'm the Warriors, I'm saying. Jokic, go crazy, man. Let's see some of these massive lines because that's better for us than losing to Monte Morris hitting seven threes. Yeah, and the Nuggets are being a little coy about the whole Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. Like, will they or won't they return? I don't think they're going to, but they're not saying it. They're not ruling them out. Nor should they. I mean, leave them guessing. But, uh, okay, Trey has Warriors in six. What do you think? I think we're going to see some uh, some sly moves from Michael Malone, the Nuggets coaching staff at the end of games. I think there's going to be some hackas. It might even be a hack of Wiggins if he's out there. Mm-hmm. They wow. did they did a hack of Looney uh, earlier this season. It worked. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it really threw off the Warriors' offense because they're going to be flowing. I, I think they're going to find a way. The rotations are a question mark, uh, but they'll find a way. Against the Nuggets' defense, again, that's not all that good. No. Uh, yeah, we could see a hack of Draymond just to try and slow this team down. So there's going to... Just to get them out of rhythm. Yeah, yeah. it's a rhythm team for sure. So, um, Poole, it's 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 yeah, hard to predict what's going on with Steph, but because Jordan Poole has been so good, as Trey said, he would be the best guard on the Nuggets. So, you know, going up and down the roster for the Nuggets, you're, you're sort of relying on Monte Morris to be a lead guard. He was their best shooting guard. Uh, he had shot, you know, almost 40% from three. But then 
you're kind of asking a lot, I, I, I think, from him to, to be a lead guard. And then, you know, on down the road with Highland and, and Barton and Rivers and Gordon and, and, and you know, Jeff and Jermichael just sort of chip in. Yeah, I like Jokic winning a couple games as well. I think six is is okay. the max for the Warriors for me. Okay, Trey or sorry, Lee, what do you think? Uh, Warriors in seven, but that's wow. That's just like uh, I don't really know. You, I could see the Nuggets winning this series as well. If, really, if if, if, if Steph is not a hundred percent, and if Draymond is not also right. able to impact the game, and if that sort of last season uh, flurry from Clay Thompson was you know kind of bit of fool's gold just because he had been struggling to that point, and the people were teams were sort of taking their foot off the gas at that point, but. I think the home court and the experience gives the Warriors the advantage here. And just to go back to, like, Jokic has to play a ton, I'm sure people are like, well, what about Cousins? Boogie's been good oh, yeah. for them. He has, but offensively he's okay. Mm. You can roast him defensively. Yeah, he's too uh, slow. Which, exactly, uh, yeah. and which is why there's still a big, uh, obviously, difference when uh, Jokic is off the floor because he is a decent defender. I mean, it's a he's a weird defender, Jokic is, but the metrics back it up. Yeah. You know, he just he's he's obviously a smart defensive player. He's got great hands. He confuses. I know Zach Lowe had a great thing where he's talking about how he confuses offensive players because he, like you don't know if he's going to jump or swipe or what he's going to do and all this stuff. But uh, yeah, I'm also with you guys. I think it's a perplexing series to figure out without the Curry knowing if he's going to play in one, two, three games, minutes restriction and all that. But I like the Warriors to win this. Um, if Jamal Murray was playing, if he plays, wow. It's a whole different ball game for me. But Warriors in six. I'm agreeing with you guys. You're going Warriors in seven. Mm-hmm. Let's hear from the stream team. Let us know. Warriors, Nuggets, how many games? What do you think? Let's move to the other Western Conference series. Mavs, Jazz. First game gets the playoffs started. They get the 1 o'clock start on ESPN on Saturday, which is probably not great news for Mavs fans because Luka Doncic is injured. Last I saw, it's sounding like he's going to miss the, at least two games mm. uh, with this calf injury that he picked up in the in the final regular season game. Mavs 52-30, and 30, middle of the pack offense, number six on defense in the league. Mm-hmm. You know, really, really respectable stuff there. Jazz 49-33, and 33, number one offense. And a top 10 defense just slipping in their ninth best defense. Uh, what do you think here, Lee? What are the keys to this? Well, game? this is the series the Mavs won it against uh, the Utah Jazz. They've got home court advantage. But now Luka is almost certainly out of game one and potentially out of game two. And even if he comes back for game three, this calf injury, yeah. you know, he needs to be 100% over that, which, again, according to in street clothes, he said it was around about 16 days from when you injure it, which will take him almost up to game three or four. Uh, so Doncic may not play so much in this series that that is just sort of break that Utah needed. They needed some sort of luck to go their way. Maxi Kleber also missed the last four games of the season here, so the Mavericks could go in shorthanded. Now, I don't think, and surely to God, the Jazz aren't going to lose to a Luka Doncic-less team, but they also lost to the Clippers, remember, when Kawhi went, Leonard went down, and they led that series 2-0. So they've got so many demons here that they need to exercise from this series. And on top of all that... In fourth quarters and late game situations, the Jazz have been awful this season. So yeah. if the Mavs can somehow keep these games close early on, Spencer Dinwiddie has been able to really close games well for Dallas. Dallas could almost get the split at home, which would be a great result for them, I think. Uh, that's the thing. Utah have to go out and put their stamp on this series early on, giving themselves a chance to close it out at home if they can in the first, uh, you know, first chance, which is maybe game four. I think that is huge for Utah. But... I'm still not convinced on them either. So I think if you're the Mavs, let's say they do drop the first two games, they're almost like, Luca, you're just coming back now. Why not? You know, we can't afford to have him out for any longer, especially if they go there. Um, I think that we've seen regular season jazz at times this season. Great on both ends of the floor. But just playoff history tells us that they have 
uh, not been able to you know finish off series when they should have. Mm. Uh, they're healthy, they're rested, they're fresh. They've got everything in their favour except home court advantage. The Jazz should win based on what we know right now. If Luca come, if Luca plays from game two onwards, I'm taking the Mavs. So I don't know if I can use that in my predictions okay, okay, or not. Wow. I'm taking the Jazz because they surely have to win this series now in uh, in five games. I, I, I just Jazz in five it, with, again. If Luca's like yes. out for at least a couple games, yes, there. yes, that's the that's the sort of you know asterisk I'm putting on it here. I'm assuming he's out for three games. Okay. All right, wow. So, wow. I mean, I, look, if you thought the Warriors Nuggets series was confusing to yeah. try to figure mm-hmm. out this one, to me, it's like, I don't know which Jazz team's going to show up. I don't even know if they like playing with each other at this point. <laughs> Donovan Mitchell even going to pass the ball to Rudy Gobert. He's going to demand it. Uh, who knows? Bogdanovich going to hit his shots. Yeah, they're good still defensively when you got Gobert, but can you play him off the floor? You know, try and go small. I don't know. What do you think here, Trey? This is the break the Jazz needed, honestly. Luka Doncic going out because they didn't stand a chance against the Mavericks, I think, if Luka's playing. And honestly, I'm kind of with Lee. Like, three weeks is a number you hear for this calf injury. If that means he's coming back right before game three, like, that's a really tough ask, especially, like, you read the thing on The Athletic talking with Jeff Stotts. Calves are huge, especially for a guy like Luka Doncic, who's just going back and forth. Like, it's all calf muscle stuff. So that's going to be tough. But, uh... It feels like this series really comes down to Rudy Gobert to me. Like, he has to be good at offense. You want to be an offensive player? This is the series. Because yeah. the Mavs' best chance with no Luka, and even with Luka, is playing small ball. Like, they will probably run a, uh, uh, a lineup out there where their center is Dorian Finney-Smith. Possible. Right? Like, throw the ball to Gobert. Mm. Let him miss it. If he misses it, if he shoots 40% during the series... Just shooting spitballs over here like I am. (laughs) And he can't do it. Then you say, fine, we're completely blowing up the team. You're out of here. You had your chance because he should dominate this series. Games one and two are absolutely massive for the Jazz. They got to win one of them. Uh, Two would be nice, especially if Donk doesn't play for both of them. But uh, Gobert, man, This this is his opportunity to be an offensive player because he will have touches. The Mavericks are going to have to play small ball and shoot a ton of threes to beat the Jazz. If Rudy Gobert wants to stay on the court, he's got to be able to score because he's going to get stretched out defensively, no right. doubt about it. So that'll be interesting to see. Pass it to him. Mm. Wow. Dunk it. Mm-hmm. Let's exactly. see those hook shots. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, I'm buying the chemistry, though, of the Dallas Mavericks, even if Luka's out for mm. a game one or game Brings two. Brings them even closer together. <laughs> well, they do have a decent fill-in in Spencer Dinwiddie. Oh, yeah. That ain't bad at all. Uh, hey, Dinwiddie you know, and Brunson as your playmakers. Yeah. 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 So I don't think it changes all that much. Obviously, it, oh. it changes, you know, Luka, Luka's <laughs> an all-world talent. Yeah. But uh, in terms of their scheme, I think they go in confident uh, into game one for a game, as long as it doesn't last too long. Uh, I think they can they can steal one because uh, I'm not buying what the, the Jazz are putting together right. at all. Yeah, go ahead, Rudy. Try. Uh, try and do it again against a ma- good mass defense that, uh, that really does scramble and does do a good oh, job. Yeah. The Kleba, the Kleba absence is very, very big. Uh, if, if he can't be there, that, that really hurts. So, yeah, it's a difficult one to predict because you've got a great mass defense uh, against a struggling Jazz team. You know, by all account, from from all sides, whether it's Donovan Mitchell taking over the fourth, whether it's Rudy Gobert inside, uh, it, it doesn't feel like a, a team that can put it all together. But yeah, they can get out to a big lead. I just, I, I believe in Dallas's home court advantage in this series. I think that's going to be uh, that's going to be big when they're playing at home. So we had Jazz and five over here. I mean, a big part of that is uh, mm-hmm. what we're getting from Luca when we're getting Luca, if we're getting Luca, if we're being honest. <laughs> like, it, look, 
they have to protect. He's their franchise player yeah. too. And yeah. if they're down 2-0 and he's still like not 100%, you got to make some tough decisions there. I know he's never won a playoff series and they want to get out of there, but like you're also you got to like protect the player from himself, I think. A yeah. Bit. So we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, but they shouldn't I, have played I, him I still, in the last game. Well, yeah. 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 I, mean, <laughs> I mean, that's why players the why stars don't play game 82. Yeah, but they mm. were playing for, you know, they were playing for home court advantage, right? Uh in that last game. I don't think were that they? was they, had f- they finished with 52 wins and the Jazz had 49. Well, weren't they still I battling with the Warriors? The third seed. Oh, I guess yeah. Yeah, yeah good point. Third seed, yeah. Um so he's injured. The Jazz in five over here. What do you have, Trey? Jazz in six. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's. I think it's. I think the Mavs are not going to be good if they don't have Doncic. Like, yeah. I mean, Spencer Dinwiddie is good because he's playing alongside Luka Doncic. Sure. So give me the Jazz in six, but uh, that's a nervous one. Okay. Uh, Tass? Yeah, the uh, the Twitter doctors definitely make me nervous. Even the real doctors that Luka won't be there for a, a, an extended period here, uh, but they did finish the season really, really well. So I'm taking them in seven. The Mavericks. Yes. I'm with you. Nice. You thought you thought Jalen Brunson was going to get paid? Oh boy, you wait till this playoff series. Uh, no, I, I think Luca, of course, is. I guess I'm guessing banking on him returning. They have to split here. Dallas has to take one of these first two games at home, and then I'll feel really good about a Mavs in seven prediction mm-hmm. with the idea of Luca coming back. And yeah, just like I just don't have a ton of confidence in the Utah Jazz. Nice. That's that's where we're at with this team. Mm. They they they're two stars have not been on the same page late in games. Donovan mm-hmm. Mitchell's been garbage. Yeah, bad. And that's Four what the decisions, Mavs decisions. Gobert yeah. wants it. All this buff mm. stuff. So I'll uh, I'll go Mavs in seven. Long, yeah. long series here. J- Jason Kidd even said like, uh, look, if we have Luca, we'll prepare as if we have him. If we don't, we'll prepare as if we don't. That tells me he's preparing without to have to not have Luca at least for the first two games because he was he was kind of like, yeah, I, I don't think he's playing for a couple. No, no. So, uh, but also, you know, speaking of calf, I mean, remember Kevin Durant was a similar situation there against the Raptors. And they brought him back. And I'm it, saying. And yeah, I mean, the last thing, like if, if Lucas strains his calf and he's out for the season, he's fine. But if he does something worse, yeah. like an Achilles, that will just not be worth it for the for, Mavs this season. Yeah, I agree so. with that. So we'll see. Let's hear from the stream team. Who you got? Mavs, Jazz. How do you uh, you know consider Luca and the injury into your equation? Let us know there in the stream team. Any final thoughts on on either of these series? Are you guys, re- are you guys ready? No. For the playoffs? There's a lot of basketball this weekend, guys. <laughs> I struggled with the play-in tournament watching. Oh, jeez. It, yeah. It's a nice... Struggled watching four I don't mind. Games. It's a good warm-up, though, at least. Yeah. Yep. But it's I don't feel games. good, though. I feel like the Utah Jazz. Do you, uh, do you have a game plan going into the weekend? <laughs> Turn on the TV. Yeah, but, like, are you watching everything live? <laughs> Sitting through a lot of commercials. I know. I and know. Tass, I mean, I you, know. Can, you know the move. You ah! can bank some games. You can go through them yeah. quick. Yeah, I know. Banking I games in the playoffs? I know. You don't like no to do chance. that. Yeah. No chance. It's all live, baby. This is our NCAA tournament. This first weekend when they're on from, like, 1 o'clock until 1 o'clock. We're yeah. going to be here. What? We're going to be here. Not no, me. Not, me neither. Not me. I will be at home. I'm going out to the hammock at every halftime. Because otherwise, I'm sitting downstairs inside on a beautiful weekend. Yeah. Uh, this week, you got to rig the TV outside. Don't you used to do that? Yeah. Sweet. Get pollen all over outside. your TV. When but. we used to be employees for uh, AT&T. Not anymore. But you first went outside. Oh, that's, that's right. why I just got to plug it into a wall. <laughs> that was cool. Wi-Fi signal, whap, a whap. Watch signal. it from the pool, your old place. <laughs> Lee, what are you doing? Yeah, you ready, man? I'm, you well, got, you got kids. You got yeah. a lot of things on the weekend. Yeah, I'm trying yeah. to just look at right now what the uh, Saturday afternoon, that Memphis, Minnesota, three thirty tip off. Is that good or bad? I think that could be good because you can. <laughs> we got soccer in the morning. Yeah, yeah. Playtime early afternoon. Keep your eye on the Jazz Mavs game, and then say, all right, Oof. I'm out for two and a half hours here. Oh, then there's Raptors sixes on. Oh, that. boy. Ooh. 
bedtime. Yeah, see, well, I'm, I'm telling not, you right not bedtime, now, I need you to get prepared. Yeah, 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 okay, yeah. You yeah. need a mm. game plan. I can probably rope in the boys for the Raptors Sixers because they're, well, the oldest one's a Raptors fan. The youngest one's a Hawks fan. Uh, yeah, I think, okay. I think I'm going to definitely lock in those two somehow. Okay, good. And then, uh, and then, and, and then, and then float for the other okay, two. try and watch them all. Yeah. Oh, I'll watch them all. It's but, just yeah. not live. Yeah, yeah. smart, smart, man. Uh, you save a lot of time. But yeah. you can cut out like an hour of your uh, consumption time there. Yeah. If you uh, do bank it. But oh, Trey's yeah. right. It's the first game. Banking. It's tough. It's tough. Maybe that late one. What's the late game on Saturday night? Nets. Uh, sorry. Uh, Nuggets Warriors. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's only a 30 tip off, actually. That's not a killer. It's not your 10 uh, 30 tip off. That's true. There's no 10 30 tip offs. Well done, NBA. <laughs> Great stuff. <laughs> so good. All right. Let's take our uh, final break here. When we come back, Tess has Tweet of the Night. Don't go anywhere. All right, it's about time for Tweet of the Night. Is it? Yep. Mmm, <laughs> okay. Tweet of the Night. Wow. Twitter. What do you need me to do there? You need me to vamp a little when we come back from the break? Um, no, I just need to, you know... Uh, Follow the rundown? Get my shit together. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. I just didn't know if it was me or you. But. That time, it was... It's always me. It's, honestly, it's always me. Okay. I just never know if it's, like, too quick coming back from the break and then I throw right to Tweet of the Night. Like, well, oh, damn, I don't have a program. Yeah, so, I mean, sometimes I don't know what you're going to do. Like, sometimes you'll... You know, well, sometimes you will, but... The, well, yeah, but do you need me to? I don't need you to. Okay, do okay. Hey, all right. It's all me, man. All right. It's all on me. <laughs> you just got back from vacation. You're getting your reps in. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. What about right. this next part? Are we good for this next part where we show the tweets? <laughs> I believe I. Uh, yes. Right. Okay. I'm good. I'm good. I, need, I need all of you guys to get mm. your uh, your stat hats on because we're talking stats here and tweet of the night. Stat hat. Yeah, get on your stat all hat. Right. This is get from started from our friends at Stat Muse. Oh boy. Who asked? Oh boy. Who asked? Give us, give, give us here at Stat Muse your craziest stats. Just, just a random. <laughs> Stat Muse uh, is asking us for yeah, the stats now. Your random, Jesus. your random stats out there. Usually they're like you know records yeah. or like a, usually it's Will Chamberlain. Will Chamberlain's done it all. All right, you know he averaged over forty-eight minutes oh. played per game in a season. Can you believe that? That's wild. Forty-eight and a half. Time, baby, he yeah. he led the league in minutes played for nine seasons. I was just looking at that. Anyway, <laughs> oh, wow. that's not the stat we're talking Tasmuse. about today. Uh, well, yeah, I brought. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I tasmused it a few days ago uh, when I brought up the fact that Paul George leads the NBA and most All NBA third teams that's right. in NBA history with five. I find that. Right. Amazing. Which we had brought up last year, I believe, too. Did or maybe we? when we were talking about the NBA 75. Uh, yeah, because people in the stream team were pointing it out. That's when I was doing my 10 All-NBA teams, getting very angry, of course, about who really cares where you land on the All-NBA team, all that. Right. And then it came up, the Paul George thing. The most in <laughs> NBA history. we had history. said it before. Yeah, right. Anyways, I find that stat amazing. Get ready for this. We got some amazing ones. Let's go, JD. Here's a stat oh, yeah. that's wild. Kawhi this. Leonard has more finals MVPs than triple wow. doubles. Two versus one. He's that's, got one triple double. That's career. crazy. Yeah, that is a good that's one. A good stat. Thanks, NBA <laughs> fan 3023. Nice Moving stat. on to our second one. Draymond Green and Kevin Durant. They are tied when it comes to their career high of three pointers in a single game. Wow. <laughs> At eight. Very good. I like that one. That's a good one. Yeah, good one. yeah, I know. I'm not even giving you guys time to digest it because they're just so good because we've got another one here. Kawhi Leonard, you know, he's drafted three years before Andrew Wiggins, uh, yeah. and I, 
I preface that to say Wiggins has scored more points in the NBA than Kawhi Leonard. Come on, that's surprising. Crazy. Yeah, I know he's injured, but come on. He he started in 2011. Wiggins comes in in 2014. Wiggins has more points. I think he just passed him this year, actually, because Kawhi's injured. (laughs) And Wiggins is a real... He's a real Iron Man. He plays a yeah, lot it's true. of games. And every time he plays, he scores, you know, 18 to 22 points. <laughs> yeah, so maybe, maybe you know, I, would, I debated if up. I should end with that one. It's probably not the best ending. Uh, the Draymond Green and Kevin Durant tying most threes in a game, probably a better one. But the Kawhi Leonard, more than finals MVPs, that's, it's an easy one to digest. 2v1. That's mm-hmm. why I wanted you guys to get on your stat hats because... It's good. You know, yeah, really, to really digest all those numbers. Um, <laughs> Do you have anyways, any, any good stats? Yes, there we Bit go. Bit of a party trick. There's only one player who's got more block shots than points scored in his NBA career. Manute Paul. Correct. Nice, uh, well done. Very nice task. Party, yeah. party trick. Yeah. Well, no, it's a party trick. You gotta go talk to that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, being, you know, in the NBA, uh, I, I, this is actually when I was younger, someone said to me, like, at a party once, like, give us a stat about Manute Paul on the spot. What? 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 <laughs> What party are you at where someone came up and demanded uh, a stat the wor- about the worst Manute party Paul. ever? No, no, no. I was like I mean, sixteen, and it was like they were talking NBA. <laughs> they were talking <laughs> NBA, and people like, oh, this guy knows NBA. Let's give us a stat about Manute Bowl, and I'm boom, I hit him with it. <laughs> give us a stat. <laughs> that was a plant. Yeah, no, there's yeah, no yeah. way that was just a random happen. Yeah, yeah. oh, what a party! Paid a guy yeah. forty bucks to be there and ask you for that. <laughs> So, yeah, that's a great stat. It's <laughs> a good stat. That's a good stat. Yeah. So he got it right away. Yeah. He's been to that. You've been to a party like that. Yeah, right? yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm, double che- I'm double checking my uh, Draymond Green set, but it's right. That's why I was. Oh, that's why I was. Yeah, I should have done that. Pre- oh, I should have done that pre-show, but it's, right. correct. it's correct. It's correct. It's correct. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Anyways. I got a, I got a potential stat for you. Not 100% sure it's true. Uh-oh. Jaden McDaniels and Jalen McDaniels became the only brothers to score points in the same play-in tournament last night. <laughs> I heard that last night from Trey Kirby. Damn. So it's got to be true. I think it's true. I just checked to make sure that both Cody and Caleb mm. Martin didn't score in that Hornets game last year, but they didn't. Only one did. Wow. Wow. Yeah. But uh, actually, true. that's not a that's not a true stat because as soon as the play-in tournament is over, it's gone. So it's only true oh, for yeah, one day. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. we were right not now. even there. It's like we didn't even go to a basketball game last night. We could have got trapped in the quantum. Realm. That's what I was worried about. <laughs> Little tiny guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the space con- We're here. It's fine. Stuff like that. Yep. Scary stuff. Uh, all right. Any other stats you want to share? <laughs> Any other parties? Nah. Yeah. What if you a spud web party you when you hit them with an actual minute bullfight? You know that meme of the old, whoa! like that. Because it was just on the spot. And I just, you know, it's just one of those ones you carry around in your head, you know? <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Okay, let's uh, let's call it there. That's a great spot to end this. No games on tonight, but that doesn't mean there'll be no show tomorrow. No, we'll have a drop podcast. Tomorrow is Friday, right? That's right. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. Yes, we'll be back. Uh, maybe we'll talk some awards. We'll look ahead again to those two play-in games to try and decide who the eighth seed is going to be. Um, we really could do a deeper dive on the two seven matchups. I know we've touched on them, but uh, we could make our actual predictions right i'm not yeah. sure we've locked that in yet it's true it's been a wild week yeah. here as we've uh, juggled a no, lot we of these not. things so yeah. we'll do that on tomorrow's drop podcast send in your questions to no dunks at the follow us on twitter instagram facebook tiktok at no dunks inc get yourself an athletic subscription go to the athletic.com slash no dunks dollar a month for up to six months still available new no buffs later today if you're a survivor fan uh no spoilers right now for <laughs> <Trey Ryan laughs> we gotta watch this 
uh, right now. Yeah. Immediately following this No Dunks episode, we're going to watch Survivor last night, two hours of it, and then we'll break this down. What are we looking at? Maybe 2 p.m. Yeah. Eastern if we can I'll jam it in. I'll set the stream up for two, but okay. if we can get it in earlier, we will. Okay. So what? subscribe. Why was it a two-hour episode? Uh, well, I don't know. I haven't huh? watched it yet. Mm-hmm. They, they, I think they just took two episodes and... Ah, jammed them together. Ah, super classic. There's like a, a merge, non-merge. A lot going on here. Mm. I did see Jeff Probst breaking the fourth wall. He's talking right oh, to there us we again. Go. So. That's, that, that's the good stuff. Yeah, so uh, we'll do no buffs later today on the separate YouTube no buffs page. You can join us live there and obviously the podcast feed. And uh, yeah, I believe that's it. Oh, we're also, if you're a Top Shot Hot Boy or Girl, TK and I later today are going to be hosting one of their drop shows. Busy, busy day. Right. Big Ooh. stream day. Big right. stream day. Great. Good luck. (laughs) (laughs) Good luck to you. (laughs) Nice. Nice. All right. Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And remember, Lee, you want to close it with your stat? I mean, this is a, it's a great stat. Do you have a Muggsy Bogues stat? Uh, Well, Muggsy Bogues and Minute Bowl were at the same time the shortest and tallest player on the same team in NBA history. Brace the <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>